Welcome to a terrible football show, episode 36. This is a big episode, boys. This is a massive episode. Why is it a massive episode? The answer is very clear. Because we had football played this weekend that actually matters. Football is 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 back this weekend. College football, true week one. You know, we have week zero. And then next week, the NFL, of course, kicks off on Thursday. Uh, Going to be a huge game there with Buffalo and the Rams. Looking forward to watching that. Football's back, guys. How we doing? How we feeling? Shane and Ricky here on Discord. Boys, are you guys like, like, are as excited as I am about this? Well, Vanderbilt, I'm very excited, man. Very, very excited. We're going to talk I about call, it. I Called that one. We're going to talk about I it. I told you Vanderbilt was going to win. We're going to talk about it. And they pulled it away. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We're <laughs> going to dive into this. <laughs> pulled away was an understatement. But, yeah, they got to whoa, win. Whoa, um, calm down now. <laughs> I mean, you know, pulled Listen, away. Seemed like it's it was done. Close it's our, it's behind like, us. You know. Like, it's okay. We can move on. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'll, yeah. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and start off the show with this, guys. I have a upset happening this weekend i'll translate for everyone that did not hear that he said he has an upset for this weekend <laughs> major upset major for upset. this coming weekend yep yep and i know which one it is i know which one it is because you're the one who put the game in which also if you haven't joined yet uh run your uh, run your poll uh we do have college football and pros you can join in, compete with us all season long, compete for a prize. Well, at least in college. You can compete for a prize in college. There is no, There will be no prize for anyone in the pro because I'm going to win. I mean, I, that's already locked in and done. Pro is done. I'm winning. College football, you have a chance. You have a chance at college. I'm a hit or miss there. Pro, it's game over. I already won. No big deal. So you can join in there, compete against us every single week. I don't – now, see, I will say, if you want to compete – Join now because this is the first time I've ever used this site, and I have no idea if it's going to let people join after like these games start, after week one. You know what I mean? I have no clue. I've never used this site before. So join now if you want to compete against us. Uh, now, Shane, how are you feeling now? You, you were going to dive into something there. How are you feeling? Yeah, I was going to say um, I'm pretty full. Just got done eating, there ready for the show. Well. Usually, seeing that's nice, it's, it's a nice little take on the show. Usually, we're sitting here by the time the show's over with, we're fucking starving. That's true. But now, every time I'm stuck and I'm chilling, so I'm ready to get talking about about some football. There you go, dude. There you go. This dude's gonna fall asleep during the show. It's gonna happen. He's gonna fall asleep yep, during yep. the show. <laughs> no, yeah, I hate to break it to you, but I am winning the NFL uh, one. I'm sorry, it's already locked in. Uh, there's nothing. I, I can't do anything about it, man. I'm sorry, it's already done. I'm winning. I apologize, but you have a chance. With the college football one. That's the one that you have a chance with. Look, look, I'm only talking shit because I have a very strong history on predicting NFL games. I've done, like, you know, these pick and pulls, like, for many years now. Like, back when my mom was still around, she would always host one. Like, she hosted one for, like, six years in a row, and I won four out of six times. You know, I've done one with, like, Tyler and Brady. I've won those. You know, the one we did last year. Can't count Shane since he came in halfway. I'd have to go back and look at what like percent win percentages was for Shane, how he competed. But just talking me and Tyler, who did it all year, I blew Tyler out of the water. Like, I mean, I'm good at the NFL stuff. I'm good at the college. Everyone's got a fair shot. I am very bad at college. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, but no, uh, lots of good stuff to chat about here today. Of course, week zero, we got a couple headlines we're going to chat about. Got some interesting news out of the NFL, something that we've been watching for a while now. We've kind of got like an answer about how it's going to go, but it's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, NFL top 10, we'll kind of run through that. Um, 
some interesting news out of Carolina with Baker Mayfield. Going to chat about that, that mindset. And then, of course, cut them days. We've got some trades that happened, some possible trades to come. Uh, AFC Twitter did the AFC division winners there. Going to chat about that. And then, of course, week one, our for our predictions for all of our week one games. Uh, and then we'll, we'll chat a little bit about fantasy. We did have our fantasy draft last week. Uh, and we'll talk about how we feel about our teams. Uh, but... First and foremost, let's uh, go over a couple things here in-house for us. So here, I shout this out last week. I shouted out on the recent Game Static episode 100, which shout out to episode 100. If you're a fan of games, go watch that episode. We ranked 25 video game consoles. That was a great episode. Uh, we have officially partnered with Wayward Beard Company. Let me just kind of f- magically fit this hat over my headphones here. There we go. Look, I like a train conductor now. Let's go. All aboard, everyone. Uh, we have officially partnered with them. You can use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off your order. You can get something like this solid cologne stuff. It's pretty solid. I really like it. Uh, or like a uh, or a beard butter. You know, can get that. Body wash, anything of the sort. Shout out to that. I'll shout out to other sponsor. Uh, you know, Rogue Energy. Rocket Pop is about to launch here soon. Use the referral link down below. Promo code SPARKY3 or Razor3 to get 10% off. And lastly, an announcement. Haven't made this announcement yet. First announcement right here. Terrible Football Show episode 36. Uh, we do have an official new partner. Uh, I have agreed two terms with said partner. I uh, had a nice conference call last week. Uh, super excited for this partnership. I'm actually going to showcase them a little bit right here. We've officially partnered with a merch company called Agent Inc. Uh, they will be designing some merch for us here soon, and this is like some high-end stuff. So uh, sparky3shop.com will still be active. Uh, consider that like the uh, the great value version of our merch. Uh, meanwhile, the merch that we have here at that we will have here at Agent Inc. will be like the high end stuff. All right, you know, I had a nice conference call with these guys. They reached out to me sometime last week and had like a forty-five minute call with them. Uh, so really pumped for this. Really pumped to start designing the merch. The current game plan is that we will do Sparky Three branded merch first. So I have like a nice like lightning aesthetic. It'll be super clean, and then we're gonna hit a terrible football show because uh, one thing about uh, Agent Inc. is they do have jerseys. So we're probably going to do some terrible football show jerseys, boys, and it's going to be pretty sick. And jerseys are actually their number one sellers. That is their number one seller across the board is jerseys. So we're going to hit up some jerseys for a terrible football show. Then we'll do game static, and we'll finish up Animan Plus. Sorry, Animan Plus fans. Know your place. I mean, I'm the host of these shows, and I'm telling you, know your place. Know, know, Know the pecking order of these shows, okay? I'm just being real with you. But, yeah, super pumped to be partnered with Agent Inc. Excited to actually start working on some designs later this week. So definitely shout out to that. Make sure to join the Discord as well. You can ju- jump in with us, chat with us. We'll ha- bring you into a call every once in a while. Uh, okay, with that said, let's hit a couple of quick things before we dive into some college football. Number one, it's pretty obvious we'd, chat, we'd, we'd shout this out in some capacity. It happened. It's a pretty big deal. Pretty disgusting big deal. Uh, fuck Matt Ariza. There's not a lot to talk about. Fuck him. You know, he already got cut. Great. There's a little, like, uh, that's kind of suspicious with, you know, the apparently Buffalo already knew about what happened on the 31st, then proceeded to name him the starter and cut Matt Hack, you know, later on in August. But it's neither here nor there. He is cut. And since he is, like, a punter, I mean, he's done. Like, this is it. It doesn't matter if it comes back, like, not. he's done. He's never coming back to the league. If it was a quarterback, maybe. You know, maybe if he came back not guilty, whatever, he might come back to the league. No, he's done. It's over. His career is done. Fuck the guy. We'll go ahead and just assume the dude's an absolute disgusting freak. Fuck the guy. We're moving on. Uh, But also, big T's and P's to uh, commander's running back, Brian Robinson, uh, was unfortunately shot here recently in an attempted uh, car jacking. 
Uh, and this was like literally, I saw like the news where he was projected to be named the starter, uh, like the rumors for it. And then four hours later, that happened. So it's just like, you know, obviously, you know, he he is in good shape, which is awesome. Um, you know, uh, it you know he had, he was shot on the leg, to my understanding. Uh, he is back at facility today, from what I saw. It, it, it's it could have been a lot worse, is the bottom line. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he's even project, he's even potentially going to be coming back like this season. Like he may still play this season, uh, which is, you know, that's cool. You know, that's awesome. That's something to celebrate. But the main thing to celebrate is the dude's alive. And that's the big thing. And also I do want to give one special shout out involving this because Tyler sent me this. And when he sent me this, like, I know their intentions were trying to be positive, but like, it's one of those cases, think before you fucking speak, because you're going to make yourself look like a dumbass, where someone responded to one of these posts where it's like, you know, if only this was uh, Sean Taylor and he, they had a goat emoji. So they're, and they're, I know what they were implying. They were implying only if Sean Taylor, you know, was in the same situation where he did not die. But think before you speak, like the way they worded it, it's like, you know what they were trying to say, but they didn't say it right. You know what I mean? So just think before you speak, people. That's, that's all I got to say, okay? But yeah, obviously, massive T's and P's of Brian Robinson. Glad that he's he's alive and kicking, and uh, we'll hope, you know, obviously be back. Is that the Brian Robinson that played for Alabama last year? Uh, that's a great the question. Back? Let me fact check that. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he played at Alabama, where he was a two-time national champion. He was selected in the third round in the 2020 NFL draft. So yeah, you are correct, Shane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah obviously, massive T's and P's there. That's uh, that's uh, that's huge. Also, shout out to uh, Jacob as well. Now in the chat, what's up, Jacob? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, okay, so let's talk about let's jump let's do some college first. Some week zero headlines. So we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and start with this. I feel like we have to because it was a big talking point for us. Uh, Vandy mopped the floor with Hawaii. Okay, I watched the first two quarters. They mopped the absolute floor with them. Hawaii did not look good at all. Looked terrible. Uh, Braden Traeger, our quarterback, uh, looked a lot worse than I was <laughs> hoping for, especially since our, our head coach is a former Hawaii quarterback who is pretty good at Hawaii. And Braden just did not look good at all. Like, he was making some very poor decisions uh, throughout that uh, that first two quarters that I watched, even in that first quarter we did score. Uh, now, there are running back, uh, Dedrick Parson. He did look pretty solid. I liked what I saw out of him. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get things together. Uh, you know, Ricky, I know, is feeling on top of the world. I know I got a nice message from him where he's just like, can anyone help me read this score? It's like, well, Ricky, I would be happy to help you read it. It read 63 to 10. So no. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just you know that's just part of it, man. I mean, <laughs> we sat here last week, man. I tried to tell you that Vanderbilt was going to beat Hawaii, and you're like, "There's no chance." And then you gave me this statistic that I think what was it, their last thirteen yeah. uh, openers, they're twelve and one. Yep. Now they're now twelve, they're 12 and, two, and two. I know. And so, I mean, you know, we just gotta, you know, we just gotta sit and embrace the moment because here is something else, guys, that I want everyone to like. I want everybody to just kind of take a small second and dive in to Vanderbilt football for just a second because Vanderbilt football has a chance to do something that I think would be pretty freaking awesome if they were able to pull this off. So their next three games, they have Elon at home. They're going to beat Elon. They're going to beat them. They have Wake Forest also at home. Wake Forest is not near as good as what they were last year. I don't think they're going to be as good, even though, for some odd reason, the AP decided, hey, they should be in the top 25. Don't think they're going to be any good. I think Vanderbilt's going to beat them. Then they have Northern Illinois. That's going to be a tougher opponent, I think, for them, but I still think they're going to pull it off. 
they're going to be 4-0 heading into their first SEC, uh, uh, SEC conference play. Do you happen to know who their first SEC conference opponent is? No, not the top of my head. Alabama. Imagine oh Vanderbilt four no. and zero. Alabama four and zero. Going headline. Head to head ma- you Listen, all right. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and spoil this for everyone right now. If that happens and Vandy is four and zero going to Alabama, just for the memes, we will make that our FBS game of the week that week. Just for the memes, like we know it won't be. But just for the memes, we will make that our game of the week. <laughs> so, hey, but either way, you're looking at a four and zero, or at least a three and one, if they lose, end up losing to Wake Forest. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I think they're going to be a lot more talented than what Northern Illinois is. And I mean, it just, you know, I mean, here's the thing: they did have one vote to win the SEC this year. I still think it's their head coach, which you know <laughs> that gives him a little bit, you know, that gives him a little bit of a boost. I guess I have no idea, but I mean, I. I don't know. And maybe this is just an overreaction. Maybe Hawaii is that bad. We won't know. We won't know until later on um, in the season, obviously. See, honestly, watching that game, that's kind of the big question. Is Hawaii that bad or is Vandy that good? You know know what I mean? And that was kind of the question. Now, I do want to share a story from this game because, like I already kind of mentioned, there is no way in hell that I was the only person that had the reaction that I did. Unless you're just like a diehard Vandy fan and you already knew of this guy or whatever, or you just like hardcore follow college football and you just already knew this guy, like you may have not had a reaction. But for me, not knowing this player, my reaction was like over the top. It was, I think, in the first or second quarter, uh, they just stripped, uh, they just stripped the ball from Hawaii. Vandy's defense did. Picked up the fumble, ran it in for a touchdown, right? When they ran it in for a touchdown, they started to celebrate, and the commentator said, and for the orgy. And I'm like, and for the what? And then they showed the linebacker's name. His name is Anthony Orgy. Anthony Orgy is his name. And I'm just like, okay, that makes so much more sense. Holy, there's no way I was the only person with that reaction. Because I swear to God, it sounded just like, and for the orgy. Because they said it right as he's starting to celebrate with his team. And I'm like, there's no way I was the only person with that fucking reaction. Zero chance. Seriously, look him up. Anthony Orgy, I believe, was his name. Because I had to fact check this. Because there's, there's, I was like, there's no fucking way. So that, that one, it's just one of those commentating moments. It just really catches you off guard. You know, Ricky, I know you're a massive, uh, you know, wrestling fan. I remember a few years back, I was watching some pay-per-view for WWE or whatever. And um, it was a Randy Orton match and Michael Cole was commentating naturally. And uh, he said, the Viper slithers in from behind. And I'm like, ooh, bad, 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 bad choice of words there. Bad yeah, choice of words very, there. Very, very bad choice of words. <laughs> And in so, this guy's case, it's just his name. You know, it, I'm, I'm sorry for this guy. It's, you know, anyone that's going to pronounce his name is going to make it sound like and for the orgy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just what it's going to sound like. But either way, that was hilarious, though. Yeah, that was hilarious. The game, however, was not hilarious. But it is what it is. This weekend, we play uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, we'll see how that game goes. Western Kentucky did get a dub uh, this past weekend, like 30 to 20-something, I think. Um, but West Kentucky is kind of like back in a position of like they're trying to – kind of get the offense back on rolling since they lost the greatest quarterback in college football history of Bailey Zappi. Um, so, that, you know, they're, they're going to figure things out. They'll work it out. We'll see how this game goes. We'll probably get the shit beat of us now. Because it's, you know, how I feel about Hawaii. Uh, do you guys remember uh, the first Manning cast last year where it was the Raiders and someone else we, on Monday Night Football? Do you guys remember 
you know, it's like the literally the very first play for the Raiders. It was the very first play of that game, right? You know, Peyton was making a joke where he's like, all right, this play right here is going to tell me everything that I need to know about their season. And it's like an incompletion. And Eli's like, what would that tell you, Peyton? He's just like, you know, uh, whatever, whatever losing. He's like, six, six and 11, whatever he said. That's kind of how I felt watching this game for Hawaii. It's like I watched the game. It's like this game will tell me everything I need to know. All right, we're losing almost every game. Got it. All right, sounds good. Uh, go Bows, though. We got this. Now, uh, I will say, I think I, me personally, I have a, a special a special tie to Hawaii now because I found out something that I didn't know. Um, other than, you know, my good friend being a fan of them already, Mateo Soli, a former three-year or four-year player at Arkansas, yep. transferred over there. Yes, he did. And apparently was uh, putting up some pretty nice plays. So yep. I may have to pay attention to Hawaii a little bit more. On defense, right? Yeah, like he's what? a defensive end. Yeah, yeah, yep. I saw that. He he was a tight end for I mean a defensive end for Arkansas that was fucking making plays with the club on his hand because he <laughs> broke his uh he broke like two two bones in his hand or something so he's playing with a club like that cast right um and then also speaking of Bailey Zappi he was announced to be the backup quarterback to Mac Jones. Hey, there so, we go. Shout out to the greatest college quarterback in uh, college history, Bailey Zappi, the goat. No one's better. Sorry, deal with it. This is a facts of life, man. Um, so some other headlines we got coming out of week zero. The biggest one really, honestly, is the Scott Frost stuff, uh, versus Northwestern. Oh my God, dude. He already had a hot seat coming in this year. That game just made it a thousand times worse. <laughs> you up front. He just made it. He made it so much worse. Like boys, like at this point, it's like, if you're Nebraska, I mean, you need to cut ties with this guy quick. Cause I mean, like in the last five years, he's only been over nine wins one time. You know, who was the coach for it? It was like what Bo Pelini, I think is his name. Yep. Yeah, in, in Bo Pelini's time, he had multiple nine-win seasons, and you you know get rid of him in favor of now Scott Frost, who I get it, he went to Nebraska and all, but in like the past five years alone, only one season of nine wins plus, like, bro, like at this point, you just you, you gotta call it, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, his hot seats, and you know, and if I was if it was my decision, right? They're playing North Dakota this weekend. North Dakota is not a great FCS school. I get it. They're they're mid tier, you know, whatever. If they don't blow them out of the water, I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can win, and that's cool and all, but if you don't absolutely just blow the doors off North Dakota, I am concerned as a Nebraska fan, you know, especially after what we saw in week one with Northwestern and Scott Frost decision-making. But I don't know, man. You know, the Scott Frost hot seat is, you know, flaming. And I'm telling you, if you don't blow the doors off North Dakota, it's just going to add more fuel to the fire. You know, how how are you boys feeling about this? I mean, like, this was a pretty notable hire when it was done, you know, for Nebraska. And he's done absolutely nothing for the program. I mean, I thought... yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Ricky. No, you're, no, you're good. Go ahead, Shane. Um, I mean, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I'm not going to be able to watch a, a ton of football, like live football this year. I didn't get to catch a lot of, of games on Saturday because, of course, I was working. But but what I saw from it, Nebraska was up, what, 38-17 or something like that at some point and just completely blew the game off. Like, And um, I think there was some stat that uh, Scott Frost was like 0-25 or some crazy shit like that. I'm not exactly what it was for, but in one-score games, like he lo- he's oh, lost yeah, so many like, yeah, one-score yeah. games. And guess what? It came down to one score, and he lost it. So, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, honestly, if, if they start off like 0-4, 0-5, 1-6, something like that, like he's going he's gonna to be gone before the season's over with. Yeah, he's done at that point, 100%. Ricky, what about you? So, I thought they, I thought they should have cut ties with them last year. 
Um, I was, I, and I love, and I like Scott Frost. I like Scott Frost a lot. Um, he had, ver- I think it was Central Florida that he had his very good success at. And but when you get to a certain point, you follow this pattern that Scott Frost has. His nine losses last year, guys, were all single-digit losses, and that just. In some ways, I understand the athletic director's point of view because you're looking at, okay, we're almost there. Maybe there's just something this guy needs to just get this boost going. I personally thought, had they lost to Northwestern, which they did, I said this I said this last week, me and Brad had talked about this last week, I said to fire him in Dublin, Ireland, leave him in Dublin, Ireland, <laughs> let him have some dignity, go buy some drinks. Drinks are on him to accept the buyout, whatever it is, because that's one of the things that's really holding Nebraska back is this entire buyout. And guys, I'm just going to go ahead and mention this just a little bit extra. Nebraska, in my opinion, has really just shot themselves in the foot. And I'm glad you brought up Bo Pelini, Alex, because Bo Pelini, I understand that they hit a spot sort of kind of like how Arkansas did with Mike Anderson a few years ago where you're at this certain tier and you're not doing any better than this. And and you thought, hey, let me let's see if we can actually do better than this. And they still have not been able to overcome that. They've gotten way worse. And Bo Pelini's been gone for like seven years now. True. And so if, if not eight, I can't remember the exact year, but I know I know it's been at least seven. And Bo Pelini, I know he was fired last year as an assistant coach because, you know, he he's an old-school type guy. But he went over to Youngstown State, had some decent success at Youngstown State, and yet here we are, Nebraska still hasn't done anything since then. I think they've been to maybe one bowl game since they fired Bo Pelini. I think that was the year after he had left. I think they went 7-5 and five or 6-6. Six and six. I'd, I'd have to look it up to be uh, to be 100% accurate. So Nebraska is just shooting themselves in the foot even more, and I think it's time. They, they should have fired him in Dublin. They should have fired Scott Frost in Dublin. Like I said, go get drunk in Ireland. Buy some drinks for everybody because you can afford to do it. Give the guy a little bit of dignity while he's, while he's in there because it's just without him having a decent year, Northwestern had zero expectations this year, guys. None. Zero zip nada. And here he is now, 0-1. Uh, he loses to North Dakota. I'll just go ahead and call it. If, he, if it's even a close game, it's time to cut ties. See, that's my cut stance. Ties. Yeah. Get, get, it, get it done. Cut the ties. Get it over with. Move on. See, like, look, if it was like, let's say, North Dakota State, okay, fine. It can be a close game, and they can win, and that's cool. And all. It's North Dakota fucking State. But it's North Dakota, bro. Like, they're, they're not a good program. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a close game, like – Get him gone. I don't care if he wins. He's out. <laughs> my, you no. need to blow the doors off North Dakota. The only reason why I I see him sticking around uh, into at least a midway point in the season or maybe a little farther is because if you actually look at his like at his contract in his contract his buyout gets cut in like over like either half or oh just over half uh, October first. Ooh, all right, we got a date. We got a date so, now. So once that Oct- October first mark hits, and that buyout gets cut in half or whatever percentage, I know it's at least half. Um, you could very well see him being departed shortly after. Good point, man. Very good point. That is, that is. So yeah, we we have a hard date to keep an eye on here in like a month. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that's gonna go. Uh, another thing that I wanted to shout out here, and I wanted to shout out because like how high 
you know, Shane specifically has been on North Carolina, which I get it. You know, Mac Brown, you don't want to count him out. But I felt like coming into this year, this would be like, we'll see how they do kind of year because you just lost your quarterback. You know, you lost Sam Howell multiple But, dude, I don't know if you guys saw any highlights of Drake. Uh, how you pronounce his last name? Maya? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. I, I saw some. So that's- uh, yeah, he's a freshman quarterback for him. And, you know, I understand they played Florida A&M. Look, I'm not trying to overhype this. I get it. Florida A&M, you know, they're a good FCS school. They are a very good FCS program. I get it. But, you know, he went uh, 29 for 37, uh, 294 and five TDs, no picks. But the reason I want to share this out is because, like, while those stats are good, and, yes, it's an FCS school, the point is, like, the bro – dude, he was playing with such confidence where it's like, this is a freshman? Like, really? Like, I, I was seeing people compare, you know, compare him, like, to the way that he was playing, the way he was on the field to, like, a Patrick Mahomes level – of just athleticism and just like swag and confidence or whatever. Like it's that sort of same level. So I want to shout that out. Cause man, that, that could be something to watch for North Carolina. Cause like, you know, even going into week, you know, this first week of predictions, one of the games that I picked out was that uh, North Carolina Appalachian state. Cause Appalachian state, they brought a, they, they had a lot of players returning and they're not a bad team. And that could have been potential like, Oh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see if app state can actually get the dub over North Carolina. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Now I might ride with the hot hand of Drake. Cause Drake, I'm telling you, he looked like, you know, from the highlights that I got a chance to sit down and watch, uh, he, he looked just confidence. Uh, Jacob throwing out there that North Carolina winning the ACC Coastal this year. Ooh, that's spicy. That is spicy. Who said, who said that? Uh, Jacob in the chat, one of Shane's friends. See, I, I see, uh, Jacob, I actually, me personally, I would have them winning the ACC in, in totality. But my biggest question with that, though, I think Miami is still just a little bit better than they are right now. Um, and then Clemson's, of course, is a giant question mark because if DJ Ugale, whatever his name is, Ugalele, um, ends up playing playing well or ends up getting benched for that freshman that they have, and Clemson goes on goes on a roll like they did like last year, of course Clemson has a chance to win it. But in my eyes, it's those three teams and then everybody else well, in the ACC. Yeah, hold on, NC State though, that's gonna be one that you gotta watch as well. NC State, man, they brought everyone back except, you know, obviously Icky went to the draft. Other than that, they brought everyone back. I mean, uh, I'm personally very high on NC State. And, Ricky, I want to say you are too. I want to say you and Forrest were talking about NC State and you guys' recent episodes, right? Ricky, you might be muted, my guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got a little mute here just in case my <laughs> you're voice good. is you're good. Overhost. Anyway, uh, no, uh, North Carolina's in is I'm sorry, North Carolina State's in the Atlantic Division. They're not in the Coastal Division. Um, so, I mean, it is, like I said, it's definitely – with the division the way that it is, I, I could, I, I could almost see North Carolina winning the division. But I like, like Shane said earlier, I think Miami is just a little bit better. Um, I think eventually, like they're going to be a little bit better. Everybody else in the Coastal Division is not going to be very good. They're they're not going to be the biggest threat in the entire world. The Atlantic Division, however, uh, Clips of course is in there. They're they're all they're a huge favorite, but. I, I'm sticking with North Carolina State in that division. I, I really believe North Carolina State has a chance to run with that division and possibly the entire ACC this year. I, I do. I definitely can, can agree to that. And Jacob also throws out there, hot take from Jacob. Clemson is a two or three loss team. NC State and NC will play for the ACC. I don't actually think that's a hot take. I really don't. Uh, so I, here's I really, something really very interesting. I'm, I'm with you, so, Jacob. I'm here with you. I'm here with you on Clemson. So here's – Here's something that's – I know this is just one of those stupid things. It's, that's just one of those hilarious deals that no one really believes. But they actually had this seal. I can't remember if it, what the name of the seal was. But the seal picked Georgia Tech to upset clips in this weekend. So, hey, anything can happen in college football. That is very true. Anything can happen in college football. 
Um, well, I mean, and and I mean, you can go, you can go to this too. That doesn't surprise me because look at Georgia Tech, Air Force, and everybody that runs that kind of offense, right? They have a chance to to beat and upset anybody because it's super hard in this day and age in college football preparing for a team like that. And That's it's fair. and it's and it's super hard to officiate, guys. Oh my gosh, I officiated Beard in this product this past Friday night. Now Bearden, Bearden was not very good guys. They're, they're not very, they're, they're not as athletic or anything like that as, as what Drew Central was. But um, there, there were times I'm like, okay, where's the ball? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's tough to officiate it. That's for sure. How's the officiating journey going for you? I'm enjoying it, man. So uh, this coming week. Uh, so last night I was at box site for two scrimmage games. Uh, this uh, Thursday night, I'll be at Lake Village for a junior high game, and Friday night, I will be at Hamburg. Ooh, ooh fancy. <laughs> Real classy. <laughs> They're only a 3A school, man. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, still talking about quarterback stuff here. What are you guys' thoughts on this Michigan quarterback situation? I mean, do you think, feel like this is handling being handled the right way or what? I mean, I think it's wild. I do. I mean, I get it. I, I completely get it. I mean, both have looked great. One guy was your guy last year, and I think also the season before. One guy is your how you know highly touted prospect who you know five star recruit you know now in his sophomore season. I, I I get it. I get the the mindset, but I don't know. I just feel like every time I've ever seen a situation like this with with two quarterbacks, college or pro, never works out for the team. I I cannot think of a situation where it worked out where you're trying to balance between two in a season. You know, maybe you know that you know kind of like there towards the end times of you know Joe you know of uh, Joe's time in, in San Fran with Steve. That's the only time, you know. But like other than that, like you know in college and pro in today's I, I two quarterbacks they don't fucking work. I mean, how do you guys? What do you guys think of this fucking Michigan you know thing where Cade is starting week one and JJ is starting week two? I saw a hilarious comment earlier where it's like that moment that Colorado State and Hawaii realize that they're just tryouts for both the quarterbacks, and I'm like, that's accurate. That's exactly what this is. So I have one thing I'm gonna say about this, Alex, and and this is all I'm gonna say. This is the same coach that went on national television when he was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And he said, we're going to go with Colin and we're going to go with Alex. That is true. He did do that. So it, it, this does not surprise me at all. <laughs> that is true. He did do that. He did do that. Shane, what's your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't like quarterback uh, to quarterback system. I, I've always thought that, you know, yes, sit, stick with a guy that you think either is better or or two, maybe he he's not as good right now. But if you can get him into these early early games, as, as far as pretty much like these warm up games that college football typically has, um, you know, versing your Division two and three and lower end Division one A schools, um, then yeah, you can kind of tweak things. And maybe by the time you know football matters in the sense of conference play, um, then you know ride with that guy. Um, now I will say this: the way that he's doing it, I prefer that than consistently be swapping out quarterbacks every other drive or every That's quarter fair. or whatever it may be. Yeah, I yeah. like saying, "Okay, look, you're gonna have this game. You're gonna have this entire game. Whoever I think can help the team produce points the best, that's who I'm gonna go with." I like that better than what typically we see when it comes to a two quarterback system. But at the end of the day, I think you you've got to settle on one guy before the before the season starts. 
Let me actually pull up Michigan's schedule real quick because uh, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, because I am kind of curious where, you know, I am thinking about that joke where it's just like, oh, you know, imagine how Hawaii and Colorado State feels that they're just like, you know, tryouts. All right. So, I mean, they've, they've even got another week for a tryout if they want to because week three they got uh, Connecticut. You know, they got UConn. So they got another tryout week if they want. And then they get into, uh, you know, uh, some you know, Big Ten play, but only against, you know, Maryland. So whatever. So that yeah, they, we we could see we we could potentially see this sort of thing up until week five because week five is they're going up against Iowa, so we we could see this shit for the first four uh, four weeks for Michigan trying to figure things out against these teams that in theory they should have no problem beating. So this is going to be something to watch over the next few weeks. So uh, week one though, boys, what are some games that you guys are keeping an eye on besides your besides your own? Obviously, you know, I mean, both Arkansas fans again, you're playing a ranked team. Besides Arkansas and Cincy, what are some games? That you guys are keeping an eye on because uh, I've even I've got some that wasn't even in our our pick'em uh, poll that uh, I kind of wish we threw in there because like for me like West Virginia and Pittsburgh that rivalry you know that's one right there I you know Pittsburgh you know has a uh, solace I think how you pronounce his last name who was at USC last year uh, that's who their quarterback is this year and then uh, you know West Virginia you know got uh, some new OC over there with Graham Harrell uh, that's that's a game that I'm gonna keep an eye on this weekend for sure. As well as uh, you know, Houston, and, um, you know, San Antonio. That's actually I think in our pick'em uh, games. Uh, that's one that I'm going to keep an eye on. And then also North Carolina, Appalachian State. Those those are part of the games that I'm you know besides the obvious ones. I mean, you got Oregon and Georgia. That's obvious. You know, Notre Dame and and uh, you know uh, Ohio State. Which also shout out to uh, you know the Notre Dame coach where he's just like where he was asked about his uh, his his line in betting. I think it was like minus seventeen and a half, and he's just like, what was it again? Like minus seventeen. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know. I'm gonna bring that up in the team meeting. So shout out to that. That's a, that's a that's a different level of energy right there. But you know, how are you guys feeling towards week one? Obviously, we're pumped. You guys are pumped for Arkansas and Cincy. What are some other games though you're keeping your eye on this weekend? Other than some of the ones that are in our pick'em, um, there's really not a whole a ton that's really out there. That's that's just really like, oh my yeah. gosh, this could be awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, USC does play Rice. I mean, I, I know that's probably going to be a blowout, but, you know, that's just going to give us an opportunity to see, you know, Lincoln's, can Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln Riley, you know, his his debut. Um, let me see here. Utah and Florida. I think Utah and Florida I'm, could I'm be a real one. good game. I'm excited for that um, And it's in Gainesville. I mean, you know, that's, yep. you know, anything can happen in Gainesville, even though I don't think Florida is going to pull off the victory. But um, you could definitely, definitely call that one out. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some other ones, um, that could really, uh, really be a good potential, uh, Memphis and Mississippi state. That could be a, that could be a doozy. That is um, true. So, That's I mean, fair. And, and so, uh, I mean, other than that guys, I mean, it's really, I mean, there's, it's just a lot of warm up games it is. this week for, for, a, for a ton of teams. And so if Utah state, if last year's Utah state team, uh, was playing, they could probably give Alabama a decent run, but you know they're forty-one and a half point underdog this year. They're not—they're just not <laughs> as as strong as what they were last year. So, uh, I mean, other than some of the ones that we have for pickup guys, uh, there's really not a whole lot that's on here that that just really just that just really just you know, like I said, it just doesn't just doesn't stick to me if that if that makes sense. No, it's it does. Not, not, nothing nothing real intriguing that's really happening this weekend, other than some of the games that we have. And I can't remember if Florida state and LSU was on our, uh, on our, 
on our list or not, but uh, that could be it. That's uh, I believe that's a Sunday night game. Um, no, it's so, yeah, not. I mean, uh, so yeah, other than that, guys, there's really nothing that, that really sticks out other than our pick em, obviously. Like I said, the only other ones that we did not pick out was, like I said, West Virginia and Pitt. You know, I, I always love a good rivalry game. Yeah, like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's teams I follow. If I see that, so if I see like when I'm picking all these games and I see a, a rivalry game for the week, I'm usually caught. Like last season, there were so many rivalry games that of teams that I don't follow. I'm like, that's a big time rivalry. Here's the records for them. We're fucking calling this game. Also, shout out to Iggy. He says that we are playing on the radio at his work. Uh, hopefully, me cursing is gonna be fine. I appreciate playing this for everyone. Uh, shout out to Jacob as well. Florida Atlantic and Ohio should be a good game as well. Yes, it should. Shout to Nikosi Perry, former Miami quarterback at Florida Atlantic. Uh, Army and Coastal sounds good on paper as well. Also a very good point there, too. Shane, what about you? How are you feeling outside of Arkansas and Cincy? Um, honestly, I mean, other than just seeing where these key players have transferred to and seeing how they're sure. going to perform at their new teams, new coaches, things like that, I don't really see much outside of the ones that we picked. Um, if you give me a second, I'm gonna repull this up because I'm I was kind of busy doing some other stuff as You're good. well. You're good. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got pretty much everything in in my eyes. I mean, we got Utah, Florida. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, North Carolina, App State. I don't I don't really see anything other than I mean the games that we've already got. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the other games here. Um, I'd like to see what Tennessee does with to Ball State. I know it's Ball State. But you I just mean, want to as see how Tennessee, Tennessee does. fans yeah. always do, they hype themselves up. If you know Ball State comes in and puts a uh, puts up a game, I would love to see that. Just because I'm not a real big fan of Tennessee fans, but you know that goes back to basketball. Um, I have Tennessee winning the East. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I, I can really see that. But I, I've got to see them perform on the field first before uh, before I start jumping the gun with with Tennessee. Um, other than that, uh, not much. Um, I mean, Illinois, I'd like to see how they continue. I'm, I know true. they got a, a win this past week. Hey, I'm going like to go ahead and throw this out do. there right now. Illinois is going to be a team to keep an eye on this year. I'm not expecting them to make like some massive, massive noise, and it's the Big Ten, obviously. But I'm just telling you, keep an eye on Illinois. Uh, you know, I, I got a lot of faith in this team. And also shout out to the fact that in, uh, Indiana is like what I, I shared it earlier, I think, in our, our group chat. They're like, what, six games away, whatever, from being the first FBS school to hit 700 losses. Oh, God. Hawaii <laughs> might be bad, but baby, we ain't that bad. So let's go. We got something to be happy about. Well, that's horrible. That's horrible. Goodness gracious. They're no. worse than Vanderbilt. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> that, that's saying something. Like, come on, bro. Indiana, man. Because, like, you, you think of Indiana and you think of them as, like, the, in theory could be a good program, but it's because you have those ties. Like, oh, well, their basketball program has, is a historically good program. But then you just look at football. It's like, yeah, we're about to be the first FBS school with 700 losses. So, shout out to us. Hey, you, hey, look on the bright side. You're at the top of the mountain in something. <laughs> May not be good, but you're at the top of the mountain in something. <laughs> but, no, Illinois – uh, uh, Jacob threw out there, Illinois should be going undefeated going into their game with Wisconsin. I agree. I, I think Illinois legitimately is a team that you're going to have to watch out for this year. It's just a gut feeling, man. I think what uh, old Burt Berlima is doing up there in Illinois, man, I think he's back in his roots up there in the Big Ten where he did have success. I'm telling you, man, I think Illinois is going to be something to watch. 
I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing because I was yeah. following Illinois the past few years when Lovey was there because I'm a massive fan of Lovey. So I've been following Illinois for for, for a f- good few years now, and it's just like I thought I could let them go once Lovey was gone, but now I saw them do some damage last year, and I'm just like, yeah, for the sake of the show, let's follow Illinois and see what they're going to do because I think they're and I'll be follow Illinois because in in my eyes, even though a lot of Razorback fans didn't really like Brett Bielema going towards the end of our uh, or his tenure here. Uh, just because they felt like, I mean, it was true. It was kind of like a Mike, like what Ricky said earlier with Mike Anderson. He he couldn't get over the peak, right? Right. It can, it's almost like he got to the top of the top of the mountain and he just kind of took a step back every single time. Um, couldn't get over that hump. But I was always a big fan of Brett Belima here in Arkansas. I was even saying give him another year to see what he could do. Now, going back at it now, I'm glad we got rid of him because I like Sam Pittman way more. What he's done for the program, what he's done for recruiting, that's what Brett Bielema kind of couldn't do was recruit inside the state of Arkansas. And if you're in a state like Arkansas, you've got to recruit the talent here in Arkansas, and that's what Brett Bielema did not do. He let 75% of talent here in Arkansas leave the state, and you can't do that. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad he's do, he's up there doing well, and I'll, I'll definitely be following them closely all year. Hey, don't forget, last year they had that nine overtime game versus Penn State to beat them. I think that's what it was, right? Nine overtimes. Yep. Yep. Which that was which insane. I mean, <laughs> really, I don't really you know it's really like four, but yeah, but technically it was nine because of the new rules. Yeah. So insane. Uh, Jacob threw out there. I say Illinois should be at most a three-loss team, being against Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. I can agree to that. Uh, I will say uh, I would love to see Illinois get that dub over Wisconsin. I think a lot of people would, and you, know, you never know; it could be possible. We'll see. Just you know, beat his old team. Which this also, year. if we'll I'm see. not mistaken, that would be Brett Bielema's first game back at Wisconsin, right? Should be. Yeah, yeah, um, it should be because after Arkansas, he he what he went to what New England, and he was just on uh, Bill Belichick's staff for a little while. Like he, he, I mean, he just got back into the college game last year. He's been hanging out in New England, you know, just chilling. Yeah, I don't think Arkansas played Wisconsin. Uh, I know there was rumors that we we're going to play them in a bowl game when Brett was here, but we ended up not playing them. Right. So I mean, this is his true first game back in Wisconsin. Yep. So um, we're playing Wisconsin, so it's going to be a good game. And I will say, I I'm going to throw out there as well uh, to Jacob's point. I actually think they could even get that dub over Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to fall off this year. Uh, with you know PJ Fleck and, and uh, the Golden Gophers there, and they still they still have their same quarterback. I'm drawing a blank on Tanner Morgan, maybe. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, I think I think Minnesota's going to drop off this year. I I just, I um, just call it a gut feeling, man. I will bring up this game. It's kind of weird. It's on a Sunday, um, and I'm not seeing it on our games unless I'm just completely blind and can't see it. Um, and now it's two teams that I don't really like that much. And, Florida and LSU. But the Florida State LSU game, oh, I'm yeah. interested in seeing. Yeah, we don't we don't have that. On our that yeah, none of us called that one out. Probably should have. Uh, just like I, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have put on West Virginia and Pitt, but I, I guess I just missed it somehow originally. Uh, so, but you know, the, uh, the Florida State and LSU is going to be one to watch. Hopefully, LSU. And speaking the speaking of that, State. real quick, I'm going to kind of get off script here. Did y'all happen to see the thing that's breaking the internet with Desmond Howard choosing his four teams in the college football playoffs? Yes, 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 I did. Where it's just, I saw the jokes where it's like, this man must be like in 2040-something of his NCAA dynasty. <laughs> yeah, I am, this man's I'm got... not one. 
who has ever been on drugs, but I want whatever he's smoking. I'm serious, <laughs> y'all. He must. I'm serious. This dude's getting paid money. He's he's got to be at least making six or seven figures on ESPN. A lot of them are, right. especially guys who are who are high profile like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, you name them, uh, Jay Williams, all those other guys. Can't even think of them. Max Kellerman. You you name them. And he smoke got to be smoking something great. I mean, that's just oh uh, yeah, it just it's it's hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, buddy. I have a sneaking suspicion they'll win the West. Okay, okay. Uh, Think, uh, wait, wait, who's gonna win the West? Texas A&M. Yeah, Texas, Texas A&M. A&M's not winning the West, my friend. It's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, Jacob, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go agree with Ricky. Um, <laughs> I think there will be a solid seven and five. You know, that's that's pretty They're much the peak. I I agree. Seven and five, eight and four at most. I mean. I, who said that? Was that Jacob who said that yeah, again? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want whatever you're smoking, Jacob. I want whatever <laughs> you're smoking, Jacob. And frankly, Alex wants your mic. So if you just want to talk, go ahead and toss that over. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. No. Uh, oh, Minnesota. Okay. Oh, Minnesota. No, no. No shot. No shot they're winning. Ah. Uh, Look, that side of the Big Ten is is not good. I will I will not disagree with you on that one. But I I really think Minnesota is going to drop, man. I really think Minnesota is going to drop this year. Uh, I think I think the writing on the wall for Minnesota was there last year, uh, where it's like they came in with like a you know a little bit of hype to them at the very beginning of the year, and they fell off very very quickly and just never kind of regained that steam. So that's just kind of where I'm at. But you know, honestly, when it comes to that Big Ten West, I mean. It literally could be anyone. I mean, so I, it's possible Minnesota could win, I guess. I mean, that Big Ten West stinks. Um, but I don't think I'll be – I think I really think they're going to fall off a cliff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They may not. You know, I'm not a college football expert. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, boys, anything else you want to throw out there with uh, week one or anything of the sort? College football. If not, we'll hop over to talk about some pro stuff. Old Miss is about to win the West for the SEC. Okay. All right, buddy. Jesus Christ, people, come on. All right, buddy. I'm not even an SEC guy. I'm going to have to double down on what Ricky was saying. I'm one where you're smoking, man. I'm not even an SEC guy. <laughs> but, man, Ole Miss, that's ooh, that's something. I mean, I'll take Mississippi State over Ole Miss this year. So, I don't know. Yeah, any, anything else, boys, you want to throw out there college-wise? And I'll hop up to a couple pro topics here. Ah, we're good, man. I'm good with, with whatever. Okay. All right, so the biggest thing out of uh, the NFL is, of course, the Jimmy G thing, dude. We've been, we've been waiting on something for a while now with Jimmy G. Like, he was going to get traded. You know, we had, like, oh, by this date, you know, the 30th, he'd be released or traded. But instead, we got the breaking news that he's finalizing a new contract that's going to make him the highest paid back in the NFL. Uh, it lowered his base salary to $6.5 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed. He has a chance to earn, like, an extra $10 million in incentives of starting. Uh, apparently, Seattle did call about Jimmy, but San Fran naturally didn't want to trade within the division. So that tells me that piece of news coming out that Seattle was interested about Jimmy, but was not interested about Baker. Let's all throw that out there. Um, That that's what pushed San Fran to, instead of releasing him like planned, try to work out this new deal because they knew if they released him, he'd probably just get signed by Seattle. You know what I mean? So that's what that tells me is that they just didn't want to let that happen. That's why they made this deal. Um, it also apparently includes a no, a new no trade clause. Uh, Jimmy was also voted the 106th best player, barely missing top 100 shot to that. 
but also besides Seattle, there was literally no trademark, and it all comes down to he had the, sol- uh, the shoulder surgery is what it came down to. Uh, but to, but also, like, what does this signal to you guys? Does this signal more like they just didn't want them to go in the division? Or does this signal more like they, they're losing faith, you know, not losing faith, but don't have total faith in Lance? Because I'm kind of in the boat of both, personally. Especially especially the more and more that I keep on hearing that, like, Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac, everyone else wanted Lance, he was outvoted. Kyle Shanahan wanted Brady, he was outvoted, they didn't, get, they didn't go for Brady. So, like, that's kind of the things that I'm hearing out of this San Fran camp right now. And that kind of puts it in perspective for me that maybe it's they just don't have total faith in Lance yet, which is fair, I guess, because I mean he only started what, uh, like, what like twelve to sixteen games in college, and then the few games he played last year. That's it. Like he he doesn't have a lot of experience. All the experience he's got is good. He doesn't have a lot of experience. But I mean, what does this guy? What does this tell you guys with this situation? Like they just didn't want him to simply go to Seattle, or they just don't have total faith in Lance? How? You, which which way are you guys leaning? You with me, where you're kind of in the middle, or on one way or the other? You know, I me personally, I think it, it is somewhat of uh, like, hey, like if Trey Lance doesn't end up being this guy that we want him to be or think he can be, we know we got Jimmy G. And he is, you know, he he can win his games if he stays healthy, which has been his biggest thing, especially to me in the last two years. Is he can't stay on the field. Um, now in my, and then, and it goes back to what I said earlier about the two quarterback system. I mean, if you have two basically starters on your team, unless you are somebody like Carolina and you're just paying this guy so much money, um, you've got to get rid of one of them. You've got to dedicate your time and energy into one guy. Cause if you're telling, if you're telling Trey Lance, Hey, Hey, you're going to be the guy, but we're going to restructure Jimmy just to t- keep him around. That's going to tell Trey Lance, like, okay, even though they're telling me that they've got full trust in me, they're probably not. If they're going to try and keep Jimmy G. Cause I think we all can agree. Jimmy G is a starter in this league. Yep. And he deserves to start. So why restructure his contract? to keep him as a backup. So, I can think of at least like four or five of the quarterbacks that I would I would, you know, take Jimmy over them easily. Yeah, and I think one of the things guys, this reminds me a whole lot of the Alex Smith Colin Kaepernick situation to an extent. The only thing we haven't seen Trey Lance, we have not seen Trey Lance as much in the NFL as what we did with Well, let me take that back. We saw Colin with one – he had one great game. And with Alex Smith being injured, the great Harbaugh, who's now at Michigan, says, hey, we're going to go with Colin Kaepernick, who at the time was the much younger quarterback. And we saw what happened. They they did end up losing the Super Bowl, which, you know, fine and dandy and everything like that. But you have this veteran quarterback, and I still believe if Alex Smith was in that situation – the 49ers probably win that Super Bowl. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. We don't know how good Trey Lance is. Like you said, like you said earlier, Alex, he we do not he does not have very much experience at all when it comes to playing quarterback. And also, one thing I think the organization really has to sit down and and they really have to digest something. Do we really want to take a step back? Because if we look at last year, did Anybody expect the 49ers to go as far as they did last year? Absolutely not. I don't think I don't even think the 49ers no. expected them to go as far. So it's almost like if you're gonna start Trey Lance, which 
let them start Trey Lance. I don't care what they do at this point. But it's almost like they're already throwing in the towel. It, to some extent, they're already saying, you know what? We're not going to be any good this season. Let's go ahead and throw him out there. And I, to me, I don't think that's fair to Trey Lance. I don't think that's fair to Jimmy Garoppolo. Because it's like you said, I, I know of several quarterbacks I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over. Several starters that are in the, currently in the National Football League right now. And, and including those who I think are going to win the division, like Philadelphia. I would take Jimmy Garoppolo for, over Jalen Hurts right now. At mm. least right now. If you if you want to go to that extent, I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Matt Ryan right now, and Matt Whoa. Ryan starting for the Indianapolis Colts. That's a, that I'm was just, a hot take. I'm just I, I'm just I'm just telling you. Of course, like I said, Matt Ryan he's getting old. He's he's done. All right, he's done. Now, I, I'm just I'm saying in general, there's so much more to this than meets the eye, because it's like I said before, you're going to start Trey Lance, start Trey Lance. But to me, San Francisco's throwing in the towel, and they're saying, we don't think we're going to be any good. Let's keep Jimmy around just in case this whole Trey Lance thing does not work out. Jacob also threw in a chat, uh, I think Jimmy G is too injury-prone for me to give him a start, maybe over Geno Smith, and that's about it. Uh, he's too much of a high-risk, a high-reward type of person to give money to, and that is fair, okay? But even if that is the case, I would still take him over, at least off the top of my head, three different quarterbacks, being what he just mentioned, Geno Smith. Davis Mills down in Houston, I'd take Jimmy G over. Daniel Jones in New York, I would take Jimmy G over. Hell, even if I was Cleveland, I would take Jimmy G to be my guy for 11 games over Jacoby Brissett, even if I got to pay more money. I would even consider taking Jimmy G over Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill is just a game manager and a half-ass one at that. Jimmy G is a lot better game manager than Ryan Tannehill. I mean, there, there's multiple quarterbacks. You know, that is a good point because he's injury prone, which is also where there was no trade market, apparently, is that, you know, even at like, it was like the, apparently like the owner's meeting or whatever, you know, Kyle was going around trying to like, why aren't you guys interested, you know, in, in Jimmy? It's just like, well, he's, you know, he just, he's coming off that, you know, that surgery. It's like, you know, he's, you know, too high, high risk. He, also another one, Washington. I'd take Jimmy G over Carson Wentz any day. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Davis Mills is a future Hall of Famer in my mind. You and Tyler need to calm the fuck down, okay? Both of you the, with fucking long neck, man. He's not a future Hall of Famer. You need to relax, Jacob. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I'm with you, Ricky, where it's just like, you know, the, you need you need to if you if you already made it very clear that Lance this is Lance's team, Lance is their guy, and to the point that you're telling Jimmy don't come to the office, still paying him, not finding him, you know, but just like hey, don't don't be near the facility, and now you do this. Like I think there's the side of it of where I watched that preseason game of San Fran Houston the other night. I did watch that full game actually. Trey did not look good in the first half that he played. In my opinion, he did not look good at all. You know, that was one of the biggest things. The two things I took away from that game, Trey looked terrible. Houston's defense looked a lot better than last year, and they they looked good last year. Let me stress that. I'm not saying they looked bad last year because they, they were really good in takeaways last year. They looked like a true Lovey Smith defense. Those are my two takeaways. So, like, this coming out is, like, again, I think it's a mix of they didn't want him, they didn't want him to be released and go to Seattle, especially since they play Seattle in, like, week three, week four, and they're not – completely sold on Lance yet they're giving themselves an insurance policy but the problem behind that is your insurance policy is your starter that led you to a Super Bowl and have led you to two different NFC championships the moment the moment this team is even somewhat bad this year and Trey is somewhat bad it's gonna get loud okay it's gonna get loud because like the thought's gonna creep into these players minds right like it's gonna happen where it's just like we got a guy that we know can do it 
and we're just entertaining this this second year player. You know what I mean? I, I get it. He's the future. Writing's on the wall. You know, everyone's very. It's a business. We get that. But like, you know, there's there's a lot of like this team is built and ready to go now. So like, let's win now. You know what I mean? So it's gonna get loud in, in San Fran this year, man. This is uh this is gonna be an interesting story to follow all year long, in my opinion. Like I don't know. This 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 was wild to me. It's gonna be ugly. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly in my opinion. And like to me, like also with this news being out there, I already thought San Fran was gonna be average at best anyway. I think I had them going nine and eight. I'm gonna further just hammer that shit that this team's gonna be average as hell this year. Like next year, we'll see. Could be a different story. This year, I th- there's just too much drama. Drama does not work out for a team in any and on any level. If you got drama going around, man, it's it's not gonna work out for your team. So it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly quick. Too bad for Shane, though. He had a chance at Jimmy G and San Fran said, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, too bad for that. Um yeah, it feels bad, yeah. So one thing I wanted some thoughts on just real quick here. Don't have to go into a lot of detail. Uh, what do you guys think of that top 10 for the NFL top 100? Tom Brady in number one, man. That's a fucking joke to me. Like, that is an absolute joke that dude got number one in the rankings. Like, at least I, I feel like it, sh- it w- should have gone to Aaron Donald personally like it blew and i even would have said cooper cup should have been number two and aaron Rodgers at that three spot but tom brady meaning one absolutely fucking stunned me what was you guys thoughts in that top 10 yeah i mean i agree um now strictly strictly just thinking at the quarterback position um and the basics of it right getting the ball to your receivers to so they can make plays tom brady's the best out of the best right he he's done it the best out of his long tenure as a college as a pro quarterback, I'll give him that. But if you're looking at a top 100 list, me, you cannot just go basis off of just of the basis of that position, right? Because when it comes to quarterback, there's more to it. When it comes to a receiver, there's more to it than just catching the ball and getting yards and scoring touchdowns. When it comes to a quarterback, yes, you've got to get the ball and know the game as far as mentally, know your plays, know your calls and all that. He's got all of that, but it's the extra stuff that Tom Brady doesn't have, right? He doesn't have the run, running the ability, running ability. Yes, here and there he can escape the pocket to kind of make some buy some extra time, but there's ten quarterbacks that I can name right now that can do it a lot better than he can, and still has the mentality to play the position, or else they wouldn't be playing it in the NFL right now. And by what I mean by that is, okay, take um. Shit, Aaron Rodgers. Take Aaron Rodgers, for instance, right? Aaron Rodgers is as more athletic than what Tom Brady is. I think we can all say that. Yep. And he has the same mentality and the same ability of getting the ball to receivers to where they can make plays. So, therefore, Aaron Rodgers should be ahead of Tom Brady, in I, my opinion. I think because, now, like, you know, with these NFL Top 100 lists, they always go based off previous season play. And with previous season play, I feel like you're hitting it on the head. Aaron Rodgers should 100% have been above Tom, in my opinion. Tom didn't play bad last year. Let me stress that. He didn't play bad. I just don't think he's the number one fucking player in the league. You know, and Jacob pointed this out, and I was going to as well. They completely trashed on Justin Herbert, who had almost the exact same stats as Tom Brady. That is 100% true. Justin came in at number 40, I think. Like, I mean, like, at least give Justin, like, up in the 20s. You know what I mean? If you're I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand the top 100 is voted amongst your peers. Like, I get it. Like, it's the players are voting this, and they're just paying respects to the GOAT. 
you know, especially since he comes, you know, he he came back out of retirement. So it's just everyone like fresh in their mind. Oh, he's the greatest of all time, blah, blah. But I don't know. Come on, man. I mean, number one in the league as a whole, I think should have been Aaron Donald personally, especially with that unbelievable performance in the Super Bowl. I'd even put, you know, like I said, Cooper Cup at two, Aaron at three. You know, I, I'd even say Jonathan Taylor at four, maybe Tom at four, Tom at five around there. Like, I don't know. Tom at number one just shocked the hell out of me personally. Yeah, I don't think I would have had Tom at number one either. That just, I mean, and I and I love Tom Brady. Like I want to, like I do believe, uh, without a doubt, seven-time Super Bowl champion. Um, and I and I I get the whole respect issue. I would put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers. If you now, if you look now, if you talk about regular season play, no one's better than Aaron Rodgers right now. And and as far as like in this in the season. But if you take the whole collective as a whole, it's Tom Brady. Right. Because Tom Brady has the most postseason success. Yep. I, I mean, yes, athletic-wise, yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to – if it's a 40-yard dash, Aaron Rodgers is going to smoke Tom Brady because Tom Brady's 40-yard dash is like seven seconds or something like that. <laughs> he is very, very slow when it comes to being a quarterback or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have probably put Aaron Donald up there. I think that would have been a given. Um, I was very surprised, though, that – Patrick Mahomes was still a little low, and I get that he didn't have the greatest season last season, but he still had a pretty decent year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, that's I really don't give a whole lot of thought, guys, when it comes to this, just for the simple fact is, guys, it's not going to matter until we play the game. Yep. It's like Tom Brady taking the last 11 days off and you, or 14 days or however long it was that he left, and you got these analysts on ESPN who are freaking out. It's like, come on, people. It's the preseason. These rankings don't mean a damn thing. What All that's going to matter at the end of the year is when my Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl finally. That's not going to happen. You need to relax. But Jacob's a Cowboys know, fan is too. He's a Cowboys fan. He just threw in the chat. He's just like, you know, Rain Dakota Prescott was snubbed as well, but that's my personal bias for me. <laughs> now, I will I will say this much. Who who was it? Was it uh oh Justin Herbert? Just, I don't think they, they did not do well at all toward, I think that's one I think that's one thing that that they that you sort of have to take a look at whenever yeah, you're is. looking at these players is that you have to look at what their team actually did. They didn't make the playoffs. Nope. They didn't do hardly anything. They literally they lost a lot of close games. Look, if you look from midseason on, they fell way short of expectations. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think San Diego is going to be a very. Uh, I'm sorry, the L.A. Chargers. Get your shit together. I, I got to get it together, man. I tell you what, <laughs> bolt up, I baby. I got to get it together, man. Tell you what, the L.A. Rams, L.A. Chargers. I'm sick of this crap. Go back to St. Louis, Rams. No, Go back no. To San Diego. St. Louis stinks. <laughs> Come on now. No, yeah, it's 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 true because it's a baseball town, but um, so I mean, like like I said though, I, I don't think the Chargers are going to do that bad this year. I honestly believe if you look at just what just bases off what happened last year, I mean, yeah, you could you could honestly say, um, you you could I, I you could honestly say that it's just based off of that. I I don't think, and of course with Tampa Bay last year. The injuries they had were, oh my gosh, they had at least 25 players yep. on their injury list. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, and still, Tom Brady was able to still uh, make the playoffs and accomplish a little bit. But, uh, you know, like I said, they came back and tied the game with the Rams, who eventually won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it could have gone either way. So, considering that he didn't have anybody surrounding him last year uh, to the point of uh, where there was no return, basically, 
I mean, that's where the respect really comes in with Tom Brady, especially being a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Jacob also threw in there, but if they're ranking individuals, though, you can't take into account what the entire team has done. You should only look at the players themselves. And that is that is fair and true. But the problem is it's just like the players themselves that are ma- making these lists, they're the ones that are probably taking in the team is what it comes down to for why Justin got snubbed so much. You know, exactly. at least in my opinion. Even it- because exactly because you look at the MVP races and look at it, it's every sport yeah. it's not just football it's every si- single sport baseball basketball college football and the Heisman race they all base it not just on your individuality they base it on what the entire overall yep. team does because I will say this time and time again I don't give a damn who is out there who is a big Tim Tebow fan but Darren McFadden got snubbed not once but twice out of the Heisman all because the teams that Troy Smith and Tim Tebow played on were much better if you look at the individuality of each and every single player Darren McFadden had both those in the bag I think he definitely had it in the bag against Troy Smith. Tim Tebow, I feel like that could have been a flip of the coin. Darren or Tim, in my opinion. But also, shout out to that Heisman poll, because that was one that had Colt Brennan in it. Go Bows. <laughs> and Chase Daniel. No, I, I want to kind of speak on this. I do agree um, to an extent that you have to, I mean, you have to somewhat, not necessarily look what the team does, but what that player's impact on the team is, right? Um, now, going, and I'll, and I'll use Darren McFadden as this example of why I even I agree with um, Ricky as far as he should have won one at least one if not both of those Heisman's is because without Dar- take Darren McFadden out of the Arkansas team we may go 500 or below 500 but you but since he was on that team that's what allowed us to win seven eight nine ten games in those three years or whatever it was so that's what I would base it on. Not necessarily what the team does, but how that player impacts what the team does, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I'll shout out to Iggy. Uh, he's living in a fantasy world if he thinks Dallas is going to go to the Super Bowl. And before anything is said, I'll be happy if my Panthers have a winning season. Iggy, if we're just going to be honest, man, uh, that's every Dallas fan in the history of, uh, of Dallas Cowboys fans. They all think they all live in a fantasy world. Sorry, Ricky. It's the truth. <laughs> Hey, man, I, I'm just trying to get a, a little bit of hope because I know good and well it, it happens every single year that, that they turn out to be this good team. Like last year they went 12-5, and five, so they're like, okay, maybe we have a chance. But I knew deep down they were going to blow it anyway. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to make a little bit of what, – what, what, what was it called? A little bit of drama to the right. show, if you want to yeah. put it that way. Just a little bit hey, of drama. It's like if I were to drama. come out and say that I was rooting for Florida State to win the national football, the college football playoff or wow. something like that. Yeah, so add a little bit of drama to spicy. it. Of course, I also know that Alex doesn't hate the Cowboys as much as he does Florida State. So, anyway. I, I don't hate the Cowboys as much, but I just so – there are some Cowboys fans out there that I just despise. <laughs> Let me tell you. They're, not you, thankfully, and not my friend Brady and not Jacob in the chat. But, man, I just – living on Twitter, there is there are some people out there that just I, – I, they, they need to be silenced. They need to stop. Oh, well, God. We, we need a kicker right now, man. We don't man have a what are you guys doing, bro? Like, you got rid of both your backup quarterbacks. You don't have a back unless something has changed. I haven't seen. And you got rid of your kicker. What is, and you, but you're at your 53-man roster. Like, what are you guys doing? I don't so, know, man. They were not pleased last year with the kicking game at all. Because if you look at the kicking game, it was atrocious. And, of course, they didn't bring Dan Bailey back, which I – 
I get it because of the fact is he did he did get injured. It was affecting his kick game a little bit. But I I, I personally would have stuck with Dan Bailey uh, through thick and thin just because just because the accuracy that he did have. He wasn't a Justin Tucker, of course. Justin Tucker, when it's all said, does probably gonna be the best kicker to ever ever play the game. One thousand percent. I believe they're just going to. I believe they're going to use some of the players as a little bit of trade leverage, possibly to get a kicker and maybe a backup quarterback. At this point, I have no idea who they're going to get for a backup quarterback. It, it, Jimmy G's taking up people. Jerry, just to let you know, Jerry, Jimmy G is taking right now. He has a no trade clause. There's no way in hell he's going to the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Hey, we uh, the Chicago Bears just waived uh, Nathan Peterman. You know who famously threw like six picks in his first start ever. So you guys can get him. He's a great quarterback. Pick him up. Tim uh, Tebow. Uh, Jacob Boss there out there. I'll be honest. When I saw we hired McCarthy a few years ago, I knew right then and there that we weren't going to go win a Super Bowl under his watch. He's way too conservative. Uh, and that's a fair point. Honestly, I'll, I, I said this, I think, uh, weeks back, and I'm going to keep saying it. Um, I mean, I think this is Mike McCarthy's last year, depending on how you guys do, because I think the, I think Jerry's going to hard go after Sean Payton. Uh, that's, that's, that's my hard stance and canon, is that he wants Sean Payton in that building. That's what I think is going to happen. But, I don't know. We'll see. I have a hot take on that. Uh, the Alex. Sean Payton thing. Why would you want more mediocrity? Whoa, calm down now. I would take no, Sean Payton over Mike any you, day. Why? Why would you want more mediocrity? You look at their coaching stats. Their winning percentages are almost identical. If you take away the losing season that Mike McCarthy had when he first got there, their win loss record is very, very identical. Mike McCarthy's won more division. They've been to the same amount of uh, conference uh, championships. Uh, they each have one certain. Why do you want more mediocrity? Why would you want that? Like, like to me, you're not really getting much more with Sean Payton than what you are with Mike McCarthy. You're just, you're just not. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, you just always look at the statistics. Always look at the statistics. Their winning percentages are almost identical. The only reason Sean Payton's is up a little bit more is that one losing season that uh, Mike McCarthy had when he first came to Dallas and Dak was injured. Now, see, I have not looked at their stats side by side personally, and that's me being ill prepared for this uh, this this uh, battle that we have seemed to just started. But like, I, I just look at it from an offensive standpoint, bro. I mean, Sean Payton is like, while I do, I, I you, know, you explaining it that way, and I'm just gonna take you know take your word for it. Um, you know, okay, fair point, totally get it. I just still personally view Sean Payton as just like an offensive mastermind. Personally, I mean, he's up there as some of the highest you know IQs in terms of offense, and that's what I would look at, and I would rather take a gamble with that personally then continue to rock with Mike McCarthy that's my mindset on it I'll give you the offensive mastermind I will give you that 100% all day long but I want you to realize something how long did he have Drew Brees since 2006 or all right yeah. so two well it was before then because I think they won the Super Bowl in 06 if I'm not, no. if I'm not mistaken 06 was Indy and Chicago was it 06 that was Indian Chicago? Yep. What year was it that that the Saints won? Oh nine. Oh nine. Okay, so so you take so you take from 06 until uh, Drew Brees retired, which was what two years ago, and yep. they won one Super Bowl together. Yep. So, they went to two, I think, two conference championships together, maybe three. I mean, it just no. I just like like I said, when it comes down to the nitty gritty. If you're trying to get some, if you're trying to get over the hump that you are on right now. You're gonna stay on the same hump with Sean Payton. I'm just I, that's just my opinion. I, I just I have I mean and now if 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 they do end up getting rid of Mike McCarthy, am I gonna be mad that they get Sean Payton? No, 
But I'm just saying in general, why do you want more mediocrity? We already have mediocrity. We've had mediocrity for years. That's fair. That's fair. And also, it is at least three, for sure, locked in. Because obviously, it's the one where they went to the Super Bowl, the infamous um, you know, Rams game that with that horrible call, one of the worst missed calls ever. And then also, the, the reason why I know for a fact that 2006 was the first year uh, for Drew Brees and the Saints is because that first year, uh, he managed to take the Saints all the way to the NFC Championship where they lost to Chicago. That's the only reason I knew that off the top of my head. Um, yep, yep, that is right, that yep. is right. I'll, I'll just go ahead and hop on this train, Tony Romo for head coach. Let's go. Oh, here we Why go. <laughs> hey, here we go. Let's get it. Yes. Yeah. Listen, just promote Kellen Moore. Just promote Kellen Moore. Do that. <laughs> I will say this much about Tony Romo, guys. If you look, if statistically, he is still, he is in the top 10 as far as QBR goes. He just couldn't get done the postseason like any other Cowboys that they have since whatever the last time we won this. I can't remember the last time we've won a Super Bowl, people. And it's frankly, 93. If nope, the Cowboys offensive line was as good 95. as, um, and now this will probably be a hot take. Y'all, y'all will probably give me shit for this, 95. but if the Cowboys offensive line was better towards the end of Tony Romo's career, by the time, like around the time they drafted Dak and Dak had that, that great offensive line that next year with Ezekiel Elliott or whatever, Tony Romo would have put up some massive fucking numbers. He would have done great behind that offensive line because I think people give Tony Romo slack because he is not that guy to kind of pull away with the win in the clutch and kind of not, not really that guy. But that, I, 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 a big thing that affected Tony Romo was his back, right? Because not only was he always on it in football in in games, but <laughs> I mean he consistently hurt his back over yeah. and over. And over again. Man, I loved watching Tony Romo. I'm not a Cowboys fan at all, but Tony Romo was a fun, fun quarterback to watch. And of course, and you, and you can all, and you could tell, obviously, tell with him being in the booth now. The guy knows this. This dude is calling plays before they as happen. they're happening. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's like I predict this happen, and it happens. I mean, it's he. He's just he knows his stuff. That's for sure. That. That's yeah. For I mean, sure. why why not give him a shot? Right. I mean, he's literally calling offensive plays, and they'll go into a fucking. There was one, um, he was like, um, they call like, he walked, like, quarterback walked up there, and, and Tony Romo said it was going to be a play. And he said, okay, well, watch an audible, because the defense is doing this. And then guess what? As soon as the defense did it, the quarterback audibled, and he said a verbal audible or whatever, and then, boom, Tony Romo said, okay, it's going to be this. And then they switched it. It was the exact same play that Tony Romo called. The defense did exactly what he said. Like, why not give the dude a shot? Right. And also, 95 season was last time you guys won a Super Bowl. That sounds about right. That does sound about right. Yep. I don't know why. And Shane's pointed this out before when it was just he and, you know, he and I and Tyler. But, like, I don't know why, but I just have, like, some sort of weird mental lock for Super Bowls. And I don't know why. Where I could just perfectly recall a year nine times out of ten i can you can just well once it gets to like the 80s that's where i get a little fuzzy and i'm like uh, i'm not so sure but like 90s 2000s 2010s like if you just give a random year i can probably give you the the teams i don't know why it's just it's you know everybody has that one friend that can do something that really weird is not really know. usable but yeah. it, they can do it really good that's <laughs> exactly. that's alex's talent that, that's true sure. <laughs> year and it'd be like boom yeah it's like dude 
You can do that so well, but why? Well, I don't why can know. You do that so well. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew, but I don't. Like here, give a random year. Let's see if I can grab it. But not eighties. Don't give me eighties. Just let's let's see if I can grab it. This this is gonna be that one time out of, one time out of ten that I can't. Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. That was uh that was, should have been a Buffalo and Dallas one. All right, let's check. Back check. Nineteen ninety three season to nineteen ninety four year. Because uh, I know the 1994 season, that one I know because it happened through my birth year, so that's what helps me remember it. That was San Fran and Los Angeles in 1994 season, 95 year. And so 93, uh, what should have been Cowboys and, and Buffalo. You said it was who? Cowboys and Buffalo for 93 season, 94 year. If you look up 1993 Super Bowl, it may show the uh, the Super Bowl that took place like in the actual year, which is like what 27. Now that I don't know, I don't know, I don't know those numbers off the top of my head. Besides, like a couple, but yeah, 1993 season. No, you're right. Yeah, Cowboys and Bills. Cowboys defeated the Bills 52 to 17. Oh my God, what a beat down on them Bills. (laughs) That's unfortunate. No, I, I don't know why I remember that. I really don't. It's fucking stupid. And like like Shane just said, it's just a useless talent that I just have. I don't know, man. That's just that, that's my useless uh, fun fact about me. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, next thing that I wanted to chat chat about real quick here, NFL wise, was uh, did you guys see the thing about Baker Mayfield uh, throwing out some heat? You guys ready for that week one game? Because I'm ready for it. But it, it about makes, him saying that he's gonna fuck him up. Yeah, he's gonna fuck up Cleveland. I, I I don't know, man. Like I wanna I wanna jump on that train where it's just like let's fucking go, baby. But at the same time, like, man, is you're on the Panthers. Do you really have a right to be able to sit there and say you're gonna fuck up that Browns defense? Like, I mean, I'm just saying. No offense, Eggy, but man, I'm just being realistic here. <laughs> like, I, I I mean, I appreciate. I, I want to see it happen. I think that'd be dope, but I just don't know if it will personally. But. I don't know. I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty funny. He's gonna fuck him up. Um, hey, let's run through some quick news here. Um, all right, so Baltimore signed Kenyon Drake. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Uh, Jacksonville trade Laviska uh, Chenault to Cleveland, uh, Carolina. So Carolina gets a new weapon. And it, you know, it kind—I of, was kind of disappointed to see that happen because I really liked Laviska when he was at Colorado State or Colorado. I forgot which. I think it was Colorado actually. Uh, I really liked him when he was there. I really liked when we drafted him. But, I mean, when you look at the the wide receiver group that we have now and some of the other offensive weapons we have, it, make, it, it makes sense. Someone's going to have to get shafted there. Like, I, I get it. So, but hopefully he does well in Carolina. Uh, and then also New Orleans trades for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to Philly. So, that's immediately – and to my understanding, he's going, you know, because he was a nickel corner for um, for New Orleans, and now they're going to transition him to safety. I mean, that's immediate starter. So, that's a, that's a big dub there for Philly on that one. Uh, some possible trades to watch. I've heard a lot of rumblings from Kenny Galladay in New York, um, but that contract, man, that contract's a fucking killer. I mean, he's got so much locked in. Uh, you know, Giants are going to have to literally pay like $20 million to potentially trade him, but he he didn't get a TD last year. He very well underperformed, and from what I understand, that he has completely just rubbed Ron Dayball in this new regime the wrong way since he's, since the new regime has been there, which sounds familiar. Sounds like Tevin Jenkins, who is also on the trade, uh, trade watch for Chicago. Same thing. You know, they should rub the new regime the wrong way. Like, they have no obligation to him, you know what I mean, to either of these players, other than just like, you know, in Kenny's case, contract. So, potential trade to watch there. Jalen uh, Rieger as well in Philly. Potential trade watch there. I don't see him getting traded for, though. I don't think anyone would take a shot on him. He's been terrible. 
Uh, I mean, the most notable thing about Jalen is that he was drafted before Justin Jefferson. That's the only notable thing he's got going for him. So, I mean, that tells you everything right there. Uh, some notable cut-down day stuff. Uh, O.J. Howard cut from Buffalo. Uh, I think he'll get picked up somewhere. Former first-round pick, Super Bowl champion for the Bucks. Uh, I think I think someone will snag him. Kellen Mund as well uh, from Minnesota. He was a third round draft pick, but again, new regime. No, no, you know this new regime was dead ass set on Kirk Cousins, so it makes sense. Josh Rosen. There's your backup quarterback for Dallas. Kellen Mund. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That or just get Josh Rosen. But no, Kellen would actually be a pretty solid backup, honestly, for you guys. I could see that one happening. I could see that one being picked up, and they they probably saw that as well. Preston Williams, that one was a kind of a shocker. But then again, you look at that. Oh, yeah, Preston Williams was was cut from Miami. But then again, you look at that. It's kind of the same thing, like I said with Lavisca. I mean, you look at like it's a pretty crowded room, especially since they got you know drafted Jalen last year, brought Hill in this year. They got some other weapons there already outside of Preston. Preston was fighting for that fourth spot, not even a third spot. I forgot who their third is. Uh, so that Preston's going to be one to watch. Is who's going to potentially snag him? Uh, Josh Gordon completely forgot he was on KC. Uh, he was waived naturally. Uh, I and completely forgot he's playing football. Yeah, which him being waived from KC worries me because I feel like Ryan Poles may give Josh Gordon a call, and Josh Gordon may not, might be a bear, and that it kind of worries me. But we'll see. Hey man, that's gonna that's gonna beef up my eleven win bears this All year. Right, calm down. Go, yeah, relax. Let, let's relax. do it. Let's do it, man. Relax. Sign him. Let's go. Uh, and then Gerard Davis from Detroit. He's a former first round pick as well. He got waived. Um, next up I've got here is, uh, the AFC division winners, uh, poll that I was doing on over at our Twitter at terrible FB show. You give us a follow for the North three-way split naturally makes sense. It's a very, it's a tough division. Cincinnati Pitt and Baltimore all with 30.8% of the votes. Uh, Cleveland with 7.7, uh, for the South Indianapolis with 43.3%. Jacksonville with right at 30 and Houston and Tennessee, both sharing 13.3. Uh, the East Buffalo at 52 Miami at 20. New England at 16, the Jets at 12. The West, Vegas at 36.4, KC at 27.3, and uh, LA at 21.2, and Denver at 15.2. And I want to point this out. I'm hurt and offended that out of all eight of these polls that I've done, Chicago is the only one that did not receive a single vote. I am hurt and offended by this. Even Houston got a vote, which I think was Tyler, that sick motherfucker. I am I am very offended that out of eight polls that I did, every team got a vote except for the Bears, which might be my fault. I was trying to vote realistically, not based on my own personal feelings. I'm I'm just a little hurt by that. But anyway. And that's a lot more respectable than what the NFC was. The NFC – That one was like wild. Said, <laughs> they had Atlanta I, I winning this. Whatever they're smoking, I want it now. Like, that like, was just wild, give it to bro. Me. A stressful couple of days. Just give yeah. me what you're smoking, please. Or at least tell me who your supplier is. I'll go buy it myself. Yeah. Just tell me who your supplier is. I won't tell anyone, <laughs> I swear. Dude, yeah, just you know, two quick things from that one. They had the Vikings winning the North and Falcons winning the South. Like, that was the wildest thing. That was Absolute the wildest thing. <laughs> that was insane to me, bro. All right, guys, let's get into our picks. We're officially locking in our picks. So last season, uh, we would always play music during this segment. I don't have the music set up on the on the mixer. I'm going to be honest with everyone. I, I forgot to set it up. So no music this week. I'll get music next week. I'm sorry. I'll set the vibe next week. All right, so guys, let's get into this. Uh, it's time to officially lock in our picks for everyone to know. So we know exactly our stance. And I also want to give everyone a friendly reminder with our pick em, uh, pick em polls here. Uh, for college football, we're being very lenient 
uh, for week one since week one you know covers from August 27th all the way to this weekend. So the way that the 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 this website is works is that you can either just set it up before game time or set it up by noon on Saturday. Going forward, week two and beyond, noon by Saturday, all picks need to be locked in. If we're locking our picks in on Tuesdays, you need to lock your picks in before Saturday. That's our mindset. Uh, it's just this one, you know, this time we're being leaning on it because of how the website's set up. So anyway, guys, let's jump into it. Uh, okay, first up, number seven ranked Utah, Florida. Who you guys got? Which guys? Who you guys rolling with? Utah. I'm going Utah. Let's get it. Man, uh, Utah is an easy pick, um, Ooh, but um, I'm going to go Florida. Okay. As much as, as much as I hate it, I'm going to go Florida. Um Billy Napier is a head coach, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, I, I want to see what he does in his first year. This would be a big win and a big boost to that to that program if they get it. I'm gonna go Florida. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's respectable. Uh, number twenty four, Houston at UTSA. This one could be a very, a big trap game for Houston. I don't think I think UTSA lost a little too much. I'm going Houston. I'm going UTSA, personally. That's what I got locked in. I, as well, am going UTSA. Um, little bias, little Arkansas bias. We have Barry Lunny over there. Um, great offensive-minded coach. Um, got some great running backs over there. I'm going to go UTSA. All right, I got some background music on, boys. I managed to throw in our intro music real quick from the starting screen. So we got intro music on the, on the YouTubes. Shout out to that. Uh, next game, Western Kentucky at Hawaii. Western Kentucky. Ricky. Hawaii. Woo! Let's go. Go Bows. Hawaii. We're locking it in, baby. All right. I know it's coming. Ricky. Next game we have up is South Dakota State and, and Iowa. So, I just want to first start off by saying that I, I believe in America. And in America, we can make some outrageous picks when it comes to these kind of realms, especially when March Madness hits around and you see all these upset picks. I am picking South Dakota State to beat Iowa wow. in week one this coming Saturday. And here's the thing, gentlemen. I want people to realize that the FCS is not this layover division as what people would like to think south dakota state obviously they are the they are the rival for north dakota state i want people to understand where i'm coming from on this okay last year south dakota state had a running back by the name of pierre strong who happened to be drafted in the fourth yep. round by the new england patriots this past season his backup his name is isaiah davis isaiah davis was his backup last year Last year, as a backup, he had over 700 yards worth of rushing just as a backup, which is actually good when it comes to the when it when it comes to um, when it comes to college football. They also have a tight end by the name of Tucker Craft, who happened to be the leading re receiving uh, re leading receptions of tight ends in all of FCS last season. He is going to be very good. They've got an offensive tackle who is also being looked at by the NFL. Not sure if he's going to get drafted. He's probably going to he's probably going to be picked up by a team, undrafted, picked up by a team later. But they're all but he also also is going to be um, an NFL draft prospect. 
they have a set of twins, gentlemen. And let me look this up real quick because I don't want to get uh, these games wrong. They've got two twins, Jackson Jakey and Jason Jakey, a set of twins. Jackson Jakey is also an NFL prospect that's going to be looked at for the FC. Uh, that's going to be looked at for this upcoming draft, and he possibly will be a late round draft. He is he is very good. His twin Jason is also pretty good, not as good as Jackson. Jackson gets a whole lot more targets. Than what, than what Jason does, but they are very, very solid when it comes to a set. This is not a typical week one FCS to FBS matchup. South Dakota State, right now, preseason, they are my favorite to win the FCS. They are also ranked, preseason ranked number four, I believe. Yeah, they're high. In the, FC, in the FCS. So this is not your typical pushover, uh, your typical pushover team that you're gonna that you're gonna see over the weekend as as we do like with Auburn and Mercer which go Mercer I hope they beat Auburn but you just look at this entire scenario with the fact that Iowa is gonna be basically almost picking back up where they sort have left off where they where they were in that little builder rebuilding phase because they only had one team I believe last year that they even had a common opponent with and that was Colorado State and uh, South Dakota State blew. Uh, South Dakota State beat Colorado State. So did Iowa. South Dakota State won a little bit more easy. So yes, I am going with South Dakota State over Iowa this weekend. Please, I, I hope I'm not wrong. I really hope I'm not wrong about this one. I know you two are going to pick Iowa, and that's perfectly fine. We could just move on. Shane picks Iowa. Alex picks Iowa. Let's move on. Shane, is that who you're going with? He makes a compelling yeah. argument. Yeah, you know, but unfortunately, <laughs> okay. I'm going to, you know what? Still go with the fucking Jackrabbits. He's got me oh pumped up about him. I'm ready to go. South Dakota yes. State, baby. See, yeah. I locked in Iowa for the actual pick and pull, which I'm pretty sure I can go back and edit my picks, I think. You can. You can. Okay. You're making I switch, me. I switched I switch from Western Kentucky to Hawaii this morning. You make me want to go with the Jackrabbits. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's okay, uh, it's okay if you tough. don't. It's okay if you don't. I'll be the outlier. I'm going to stick with Iowa. First first, first thought, best thought. That's what my mindset. Uh, Missouri, hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, like you said, though, college football, it's always think, a toss-up yeah, for you, it man. Is, it is. It's always a toss-up for you. It is. I, I, last year, I got hot in college. I did. You know, Tyler started off hot, and I started off bad. And then I got hot, and he got cold. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, I got I to gotta get a feel for things. Uh, next up, uh, Missouri State at UCA. I'm rocking in uh, with Missouri State on this one. Yeah, Missouri State has way has way too much, I think, over than what uh, UCA does. Even though UCA is very very respectful, yep. uh, they felt they fell off pretty bad last year they compared did. to what they had been. Um, I see that I see them doing a little bit better this season, but uh, Missouri State's gonna Missouri State's gonna beat them pretty easy. Yeah, that's that's gonna be our first sweep um, of these picks, um, Missouri State, uh, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. All right, second sweep, Virginia Tech. <laughs> I really want to go with Old Dominion on this, but I think Old Dominion's front line, their their D line to me is gonna be a little weak, um, so I, I'm gonna stick with Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm going Virginia Tech also. Uh, next up, North Carolina, Appalachian State. When I, when I picked this game personally, my mindset was I was going to probably pick App State, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, rock with, uh, I'm rocking with UNC. Drake really impressed me with just, like, his uh, his poise, you know, playing. So I'm going to rock with UNC on this one. This is at Appalachian State. Yep. Beautiful scenery, by the way. One of my favorite landscapes in college football. 
North Carolina cannot have the start that they had against Florida A&M. They had a slow start. Um, and, uh, I, of course, they ended up wearing them out in the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter obviously belonged to North Carolina. I think they outscored them 21 nothing in the fourth quarter, uh, which really, uh, which was really able to break away. Um, I'm going to stick with North Carolina. Um, would not shock me if App State pulls this off. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going North Carolina. Okay. Um, I, I'm too high on them to, to let yeah. them lose this, this game. Um, I'm not saying App State's not a good team. I think they're they are. Um, but I I've got to roll with North Carolina. I think this is gonna be too much. Uh, next up, Colorado State at number eight, Michigan. I'm going Michigan. Easy pick for me, in my opinion. Yeah, same Michigan. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be close. Uh, number four, Clemson at Georgia Tech. Going Clemson. I'm going Clemson as well. Um, even though, like I said, with Georgia Tech, it's very hard to prepare for a team like this, especially for the first game of the year. Um, but I am going to go to Clemson. Um, I think they just overall talent-wise is, is going to be overbearing. Yeah, and this, this, this needs to be a rebound year for Clemson. Uh, considering last year was just not very good at all. Um, so yeah, I'm, but this year, I, but this game, um, I, I'm going to go Clemson. Number twenty-five, BYU at South Florida. BYU, even though I think they're overrated, but South Florida. Stays. South South Florida is complete and utter garbage. Like I think if you put Indiana and South Florida and South Florida in a conference together and just had them play each other throughout the rest of the season, that'd be like one of the wor- that'd be one of the worst football games to ever watch, known to man. Um, I'm going with BYU. I'm as well going BYU. All right, number eleven Oregon at number three Georgia. I really, for some reason, something in the back of my mind wants to pull the trigger on this game. I do too. Go with Oregon. Like, there's that part of me that really wants to. I think I may have mentioned this before. Georgia's returning productivity ranks 122nd in college football. That's very, very bad as far as returning product goes and everything like that. But Georgia's recruiting is very, very good. Kirby Smart's recruiting is all is, is very, very good. Oregon, um, it, it just I just I don't think I. Uh, Bo Nix is not a great quarterback. Um, I know he beat Arkansas last year. We're not going to go there. Um, but I just I don't know. I, I think with Georgia being at home, the SEC typically has. Um, has has had very good success over the Pac-12 as of late. Huh, I want to pull the trigger, but I, I think Georgia pulls it off. I'm rocking with Georgia, but, man, I want to pull Oregon. Shane, this is your second team. What are you doing, man? Not so fast. I'm going to go with Oregon. Oh, here we go. Hey, yes. Someone I'm going to Oregon, and I'll tell you why. All right, good. One, for, for what Ricky said, we all know they've lost a lot, mostly on that defensive side of the ball, right? Um, and it's kind of usually when we think of Georgia and we think of a team like Pac-12 or or Big 12 or Big 10 or whatever it may be, usually it's opposite of this, right? Usually the SEC team is going to have the better defense, more experienced defense, and that's usually what overcomes teams because it's hard to score. Even if you do have a prolific offense, like Oregon is typically going to have. Um, I, and again, I'll go back to Ricky. I'll agree with him. Bo Nix is not the best quarterback you know, I don't necessarily like him at Oregon, um, but I think it's flipped here. 
I think Oregon's going to have a much better defense than what Georgia's going to have. I mean, Oregon, yeah, Oregon's going to have a much better defense than what Georgia's going to have. They're going to be much more experienced. They have possibly a top three pick and Noah Sewell sitting there at middle linebacker. True. Um, he's the anchor of that defense. Um, I'm going to say even though Georgia's def defense is going to be good, don't get me wrong, Kirby Smart knows how to recruit. They're going to be uh, they're not going to be experienced, though. They're young. That's fair. Um, and on the flip side, Georgia's offense is going to be much better because they are returning, um, even though they did lose quite a bit of people, I mean, in totality, but less on the offensive side of the ball than they did the defensive side of the ball. And they do get their Stetson Bennett back. Um, but I think that Oregon defense is going to be too much. Um, I think Noel Sewell is going to be a wrecking crew. Very well look out for him to have an you know, 15 tackles this game and, and three sacks and a couple quarterback curries. So uh, I'm going to go Oregon. I respect man, that. You, I hope so. Oh, man, that makes me want to change my pick, Alex. <laughs> Goodness gracious. It's that a, really – like, I'm going to feel He like changed his pick for you. Wins. He changed his pick for you. Go, Ducks. Here we go. Here we I'm go. changing it. Go, Oregon. Here we go. Oregon. I'll be the outlier you, still. You I'll have, stick with Georgia. You have – Straight, you you have you have made me have a change of heart and go with my original instinct to begin with. There you go. go Ducks. Let's go, baby. All right. Uh, next up, uh, number twenty-three, Cincy at Arkansas. Arkansas for both of you, I know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's 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 a definite. Cincinnati, I think, lost way too much to even be considered. Nope. Cincinnati's uh, gonna win. Arkansas's losing every fucking game this year because Arkansas stinks. Nah, Arkansas is gonna win this game anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right, so next up, we have, we're have we now into our three game of the weeks. First up, FCS game of the week. Florida A&M at Jackson State. I think it's going to be a very good game. Give me Jackson State, though. Give me Deion Sanders and Jackson State. Let's get it. I Look, didn't, I, didn't Florida A&M win this game? Last, didn't they play each other last year Florida A&M win this game? I, I think it was a so. very close game. I believe so. Yeah, it, it was a very, very close game. But, I, yeah, I think, I think Jackson State's going to win this one. I think. Deion Sanders, his son's a starting quarterback. Correct. Um, and I, I believe with that year underneath his belt, uh, being able to come back, and of course, uh, like we and don't forget the guy that he had that he recruited this past yeah. year. Stole I from mean, Florida we can't State. Forget, yeah. We can't forget the recruits that he's been able to pull in. Yep. Um, even for for even for an FCS program, it's 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 a huge deal for Jackson State to have these recruits. I, I'll, I'll go Jackson State. Yeah, I as well. I mean, you look at that that told that that entire roster of of Jackson State, and they are filled with talent, top top twenty five D one talent, um, you know, across the board. Even even if um, you know they lose some players, they still got some depth. Um, it's gonna it's Jackson State for me. Uh, next up, FBS game of the week. Now, I want to stress this. Our FBS game of the week will not always be like a top-ranked matchup. I mean, this is the matchup where college game day is going to be at. Like We we made plenty of FBS games of the weeks last year that was like between two unranked teams. It was just like a high-end rivalry between those teams, you know, and end up being good games. Like, it's always going to be different, but to kick things off, college football week one, just felt right through something like this, big high-profile game, number five Notre Dame and number two Ohio State. I've got the Buckeyes. Um, I hate Ohio State so much. I hate Ohio State as much as you hate Florida State, Alex. But, I mean, one of the things about doing something like this, guys, I don't go with my feelings. I go with what I know. And what I know is the Buckeyes may not lose a game this year. Yep. And I, 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 right now, if I were to call a preseason matchup, right, if I were to call a preseason favorite right now, 
the Buckeyes are probably going to dethrone the SEC this year and win a national championship. So I, the Buckeyes look very, very solid right now. Uh, that's not to say that they can't slip up, but yeah, the Buckeyes are going to win this game. I got Buckeyes as well. I think they're too stacked. Oh, ho, ho, not so fast, gentlemen. Oh, my God. We got a gosh. new coach, defensive-minded in, in Notre Dame. I think he's going to he's gonna pull some strings. He's going to pull some shit that we haven't seen before. I'm going with the Fighting Irish. Oh, here we go. They're currently oh, minus 17 and a half, so if you want to hammer that, hammer it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just I, – I, I don't know. I, you just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not changing my pick this time, Shane. You, you, you know, convinced them once. I'm you ain't convincing them again. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Steve? He said, where are they playing? They are playing at Ohio State. So that's, uh, We'll see how it goes, Shane. I, I would like to see Notre Dame get the dub. We'll see if they do. Uh, and lastly, of course, the most important game of the week. The terrible game of the week presented by a terrible football show. So I want to stress this. There was probably a lot worse game than the one that I picked. But for week one of college football season, a terrible football show season two, it only felt right and full circle to go with Central Connecticut and UConn because UConn is what helped start the terrible game of the week last season when it was Vandy and UConn. So it just felt natural. It felt right, especially since it was both two Connecticut teams. It just felt right to make this the terrible game of the week for week one, even though there may have been a worse game. I'm going with UConn on this one. Let's go Huskies. Yeah, yeah um... Yeah, U UConn's gonna be too much for uh, for Central Connecticut. And of course, UConn also had a they had a fourteen nothing lead at one point against Utah State last week in the first quarter. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I just if, if they can if they if they can um, if they can stay consistent, that's the that's the big thing. Uh, they they need to stay consistent. But here's the thing, Central Connecticut is nowhere near as good as we, Utah State is. I'm going Connecticut. I'm as well going uh, UConn. You see, this one was a layup. I get it. I fully get it. It was a layup. But again, it felt right. It felt like it was the right decision to make for our terrible game of the week. Uh, like I said, if you want to compete against us, link down in the description below. Make sure to hit that link for uh, Run Your Pool and uh, come in and join and compete. Uh, there will be a prize. I don't know what it is yet, but I promise it will be worth your while. I should probably turn this music down now, shouldn't I? There we go. Uh, but yeah, it will be worth your while. Come in and compete with us uh, and have a good time. Uh, for the college football games, they will be available to be picked uh after you know after the show every tuesday i'll get them up i'll get them uploaded uh so we'll we'll us three will evaluate it this week and uh we'll figure out what our week two games will be it'll be a great time uh boys do you want to dive into any fantasy stuff this episode or do you want to wait since we're about almost two hours in we can kick it off we we can kick off the show next week with it okay we'll do that now, then. sounds like a plan it sounds like a plan to me and i will be in studio next week that's right yeah yeah let's go let's go ricky will vacation be in studio. baby here we go vacation here we three go. more days hey god hey. just get me through three more days listen three more days listen ricky i want you to know every single morning i will send a good morning text to my lady and i will always include how many days until vacation 31 days, and I'm fucking out of here. I want the record to be known. I have no idea what we're doing for an episode that week. We may do a pre-recorded, may take a break, or may just cut you guys loose and let you guys do it without me. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll figure that out in a few weeks, because I have no idea. Because I'm not fucking with the show. I'm, I'm not fucking with any show. I don't care. <laughs> there, sh there, there should be someone here. Zach should be the one that should be here house-setting for me. So, what's trapped in my, oh, my chair? Yeah, Zach will be house sitting for me. I'm pretty sure. So making 
arrange something. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge Special when we get there. Guest. Yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm gonna hit the music, and we're gonna work our way out of here, boys. Last thoughts on anything that we chat about here today? Music's playing. I'm I'm, I'm four days, five days away from from college football, and I think we're just a little over that for pro. So I'm excited to get some uh, football watching. And so. true. Yeah, favorite favorite time of the year, guys. I'm telling y'all right now. There, I I was shocked because usually first year referees in the, uh, in high school football do not get. A Friday night for a while, and the fact that I'm having two in a row, I'm telling y'all, it's football's time, boys, and I'm excited for it. Right, uh, dude, it's uh, it's the best. It's one of the best times of the year. All right, this is our time, baby. I'm so pumped. Plus, I'm pumped for some of the things that's coming very soon for Sparky Three. You boys both know what it is, and it's going to further enhance everything. And I'm just I'm ready for it. It's going to be great. Uh, all right, uh, make sure to go check out like Wayward Beard Company, promo code SPARKY3. You get 10% off your order. Uh, I've tried four different scents, and they're all great. Open Road, Sun uh, Breather or Bather, I don't know which one, Trailblazer, and Wander. Both all four I recommend, like all of them. Make sure to use, check out Rogue Energy. Rocket Pop is about to launch here in, like, I think, a couple days. Pick that up. I've been really enjoying it personally. Promo code SPARKY3 or Razor 3 to get 10% off that order. And then also keep an eye out for the Agent Ink stuff. Uh, looking forward to the designs pumping out here. Maybe in the next couple weeks, we'll actually have our new merch there. Uh, really excited for that. Agent Ink is, uh, I'm really excited for this partnership. All right, boys, are we doing it? We got to do it. Come on. A a you know, everyone loves it. Everyone loves the outro. We got to do it, boys. Are you ready? Yeah, we, we can try to sync Let's it up again. It. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. Okay. With all of that said, thank you so much for listening to a terrible, a football, terrible show. football show. Hey, that show. one was better. We're getting better, boys. Let's time. get it.